0: Hello. Hello. Welcome back to 100% BS. Thank you for being here. If you're new to the show, uh, welcome. We have a good time here, hopefully. And um, don't forget to subscribe to the show, subscribe uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. um, And you can follow me on Instagram as well. I'll link all of those things in the description. Um, But so let's hop in. If you're new to the show, I basically host long form conversations about all kinds of topics streaming or, you know, between things like spirituality, growth, communication, censorship, news and media. I like to talk about mainstream media a lot and how much I have a problem with them. (laughs) So yeah, fun stuff like that. So thank you for being here uh, today. I'm gonna be talking about the the D'Amelios, which is something I never thought that I would chat about here, but I actually think it's quite an interesting uh, thing to break down, this family, the people in their document, or their reality show, whatever it's called. Um, Before I get into that, my personal life update is that I've been watching so many horse reels, like Instagram reels. You know how the algorithm just kind of feeds you stuff that it, it somehow figures out that you really like watching? Well, I guess, you know, I started to really get into watching videos of horses run really fast in slow motion. And now my feed is just full of horse reels. But the thing is, I I actually love it. Like I'm not upset about it. at all. I'm like, shout out to the algorithm because they totally figured out what I need right now. I'm just very inspired by these horses that run so freely and just don't give a fuck, you know? And I just, I want to be more like a wild horse. So that's, um, that's where I'm at in my life right now is I am desiring being the human form of a wild horse. That is, yeah, that's the sentence that I just said. So that's one thing. I'm really into horse reels. I don't know what that says. Um, the other thing is a quick update on uh, the business front. In case you didn't know, I offer coaching. I have coaching programs that you can check out on my Podio website. That's com. I'll also link this below. Uh, and I'm launching a group coaching program that's all centered around finding the ability and improving the ability to speak your truth, to communicate better, to live authentically, to have difficult conversations, to have joyful disagreement and do it in a group program that's full of community and support because I feel like the hardest thing can be feeling like you're going through it alone. You know, we can feel like we're being honest in our life, but then if it feels like, you're alone in it, that can be really, really tough. So I want to create uh, a community, a group program to support us as we go through this, especially leading into you know the holidays. A lot of us are socializing more, going home to our families, seeing old friends. And as we evolve, it can be kind of hard to come home and be like, oh my God, I'm a different freaking person. Like, how do I manage all this discomfort and weirdness, right? So Uh, Keep an eye out on my Instagram for more info on that. Definitely send me a DM if you're interested. Okay, and the last thing that kind of leads me into today's topic is just that I have been observing and feeling and just kind of like thinking about this bizarre thing that's become very normalized today. And it's basically this casual dehumanization. Like, I think this is something that the internet and social media has sort of played into divisive politics has played into it and then obviously like the whole dynamic of covid and the pandemic and all this shit that we're going through i think keeps contributing to this casual dehumanization of each other and it's very concerning and i think we can probably all admit that we've been a part of it you know that we've like said something That completely disregards the fact that this other person who maybe we perceive as the other or the enemy or some government person, whatever it is, is like just less than human. That's what dehumanization is. Like you're just treating a person like they are less than you and you just, it doesn't matter like what they think or do because they deserve something bad for some reason. And I think um, I have personally felt it in my own life, like literally for, towards me and towards people I know and it's weird because like we're getting to this point where we're just just we we I I use we because like I never want to um, exclude myself from the problem because we're really all part of the problem in the end and that's why things continue being problematic is because we don't think that we're part of it but you know we're just starting to see that like you can justify a reason to dehumanize someone and to treat someone differently because of something they think or a personal health decision they've made you know and just to be like transparent I'm trying to stop being so vague because I think in the end people know what I'm talking about like as we see more mandates come out and political division continues like we just can we just are playing into this idea that you can disregard someone's humanity and the fact that they are really in the end like we're all so similar we all just want safety comfort freedom like we want these basic needs to be met but somehow if someone does something that you don't approve of or that the narrative doesn't approve of you can just like treat them differently and punish them and like make and it's so weird so it's just something that I've been feeling the effects of and I have something I've been observing and it makes me really sad sometimes because I'm just like what the fuck is happening like this is so horrible but from my own experience, it's actually also inspired me to become more compassionate than I ever have before. And I feel like I'm now reflecting back on personal experiences or ways that I have thought about something where I actually might have contributed to gaslighting people or to misunderstanding something and like sort of diminishing someone's experience. And there's probably been moments on this podcast where something I thought about, something that I was sharing thoughts on, like, that I was just, you know, I, I didn't get it or I was just denying whatever the thing is, you know? So if anything, I think it can be scary. Like if you're in a in a position where you feel like you're being dehumanized, or you're being asked to do something that makes you feel less than, that like it can be easy to get mad at people and to like just respond with anger almost. I get that because I've been there, but I think we have to remember that like one Not everybody sees that they're doing it, which doesn't excuse it, but it makes us be able to just like slow our roll before we freak out and to just remember like the best way to respond to any negativity and any attempt at separating people and treating people differently because of their personal decisions, because of who they are, whatever it is, that the best way to respond to that is is with love and compassion. That's the way forward and I really... I know it can be hard to, to do that, but I really think we have to push ourselves because it's actually the harder decision is to respond with love and compassion. That's why people don't do it because it's easier to just hate. So that kind of offers as my segue into TikTok. <laughs> it relates, I promise, okay? So first, before I dive into the D'Amelio show and all these things, I want to get my thoughts on TikTok because to be honest, like I'm one of those people who I don't really use the app. Like I've posted a couple times. I can never get myself to post consistently, like whatever. I, And I, I literally don't scroll on TikTok. Like the only times I've scrolled on it is when I had to re-download the app because I was going to post my own video and then whatever. So the point is like I'm one of those people who, like I don't get it. I don't get TikTok. I've like definitely been a hater like I for sure have gone on to TikTok and been like what the fuck am I watching however I've never ever posted a mean comment and I would never do that because that's just fucked up and obviously like if I ever got to a point of posting a mean comment that's a reflection of me because I'm that's me being an asshole if I were to post something which I don't post mean comments because that's mean I'm not going to do that so anyway point is i have definitely been like a tiktok quote-unquote hater like but mainly that quote-unquote hate like i don't actually think that i would never act on that i'd never be like oh tiktokers should stop being tiktokers like whatever i don't actually care like if people are living their life and they're happy and they're doing their thing then like i i don't care like i do it like i'm not gonna fucking stop you but i just mean it in the sense that like i've made fun of it like the dances are fun and silly and whatever and I've also looked at certain profiles that are like super famous and have like millions and millions of followers and been like, what is going on here? Like, how do they have those followers? And I think it's normal to like, uh, to, to like look at these bizarre, like content creator characters that we have today and be like, how are they famous? Right. And I think though, that that question is more, A, like a genuine misunderstanding or a genuine lack of understanding that's not actually rooted in hate or anything, or it can be like a form of jealousy. Because I think we tend to look at people who are really successful, but who we have somehow decided that they didn't earn it or that they didn't like put the work in. And then we're like, that's not fair. How are they rich and famous and successful and whatever? Like, I don't get it. And I feel like it can actually be more of a projection than a true statement about, their fame or their success. So the second thing I'll say about TikTok is that <laughs> I would say that TikTok boys definitely boil my blood and I'm more comfortable like talking shit about the dudes on TikTok because I think that the girls get so much more hate for doing the same shit as the guys and I'm honestly saying this all like as a lighthearted thing because in the end again like I can make fun of it a little bit, but I would a never post a mean comment because I don't actually mean it to that extent. Like I'm just poking fun the same way I'd like poke fun at a friend. So maybe I'm being hypocritical, but like, basically what I'm saying is I've been there. Like I've watched these thirst traps of these dudes and I'm just like, what, what am I watching? Like, this is so bizarre, but again, like, I don't actually care. Like, I think it's great. They're living their life. If that's what brings them joy, then like, go for it. I'm not going to like ever stop you or like DM you being like you're a piece of sh- like Like, because I don't believe that I'm just like being silly and projecting onto them because maybe I'm mad that I don't post thirst traps and they're not successful. Or, or, or if I did post a thirst trap, maybe it wouldn't get, it wouldn't go viral. I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm mad about it. But anyway, um, the D'Amelio show. So at first I was like, I'll just watch one or two episodes. Like, let me just take a glance at this. I ended up watching seven full episodes. I'm pretty sure I'm almost done with the whole season. Um, this is a show on Hulu. I guess you qualify it as a reality show, but it's almost like a documentary, like a documentary series. I feel like, I guess reality shows are kind of like documentaries, but you assume that they're scripted. I don't know what the difference is, but... I got hooked and I actually kept watching because I was fascinated and I felt like I was learning something valuable about this like life of creators and like these very famous like skyrocket to fame young people. And I was like learning something about it. So I kept watching it and I'm probably going to finish the season because I never watch reality shows or stuff like that, but something about this felt like very genuine. So I kept watching it and here I am having a episode on it so my first impression was just like wow this is really fucking sad like it basically opens up by showing how much the D'Amelio girls Dixie and Charlie are suffering mental health wise and actually physically from everything that they're going through and I think the first reaction of everyone is to be like they're rich and famous and successful and like live in this beautiful house and like have the dream life. Like, how could they be sad? And like, God, they should stop complaining, whatever. Like, I think that's the first reaction because I've probably been there too of being like, God, like, you know, you have it all. Just like do a mindset shift and you'll be fine. But the point is, and what this show is trying to show us is that it's not that simple and mental health like really is not a joke. And physical manifestations of poor mental health are very real and so surprisingly I felt a lot of compassion and like I felt like I changed my perspective on just the world of being such a just in the public eye like that and I think it's specifically interesting when it's very young women think men too but in this instance I'm talking about like Dixie and Charlie are two young women Charlie, in the the beginning of the documentary, she's 16. Like, this girl rose to having 100 million plus, whatever it is, followers at 16 years old and is like, just, I think we need to remember the perspective that every time that we're like, oh, they can just, you know, stop looking at the comments. It's like, you're telling me when you were 16, you were a little shit in high school that you had... The self control to not do self sabotaging behavior, like please, I I think, you know, maybe now there's more tools. But I think there's some like grace we can give young people to understand that like it is genuinely hard what they are going through, and if we're denying it, we are participating in casual dehumanization. That's my tie in of why I brought it brought up casual dehuman, dehumanization is because. It's it's fucked up. No matter what, like any attempt to be like, oh whatever, I don't care that they're suffering because they have it all. Like that's no different than not caring that someone's suffering because they did. Like it just you're you're perpetuating this idea that someone can deserve to suffer, and maybe there are those people, but I would say, for the most part, in this category of what I'm talking about, it's like these are young girls who seem actually like really good people. Cause what I ended up realizing is as I watch as I watched the show, so I was like, damn, they actually seem like genuinely nice girls. And something that struck me was they went out to go shopping and um they were pulling up to the store somewhere here in LA and paparazzi like showed up right away and like start filming them. And Dixie and Charlie get out of the car and they're like so kind to the paparazzi they're like hi how are they? how are you and they're like good whatever like being so kind which first of all if that was me i would be i think i would be a bitch i'd be like can you fuck off like i'm trying to shop but these girls are literally so kind and i don't know if they're being that kind because they know that they're being watched and that they're going to get torn apart for being mean or because i think it's just because they're genuinely nice and because they feel like everyone's watching them which is true and really hard to deal with but my point is like they have all these opportunities to like they could just lash out and be like a total bitch about things but they maintain being so kind and I was really impressed by that because I don't know man like first of all they're young but also just for anyone to be dealing with being watched all the time like most people go crazy like this is why we have like the Britney Spears of the world and like all these people who literally go nuts from being child star it's because it's so hard it doesn't matter that they're like rich and famous and can have anything and buy any car like this just kind of goes to show that happiness and fulfillment like it really has nothing to do with all the material external things like yes there's a basic need for like food shelter companionship I I would definitely say that like a big source of unhappiness obviously like if you're homeless and in that stage like your basic needs aren't being met so I'm not gonna like pretend that you can be fully happy in that situation but for most people after you have like basic you know shelter food companionship whatever after that like those extra things don't actually create lasting happiness like I think that having material things and being able to go on nice trips like those are all wonderful things that definitely contribute to joy and pleasure in life but I think when we talk about happiness it's more this baseline feeling that if you know, once you go to bed at night, you're just in bed and it's like nothing else is there. How do you feel? And that's the piece that like having everything in the world, like will not replace the internal happiness that you have to find. So that's why I think it's quite interesting. And I think it's actually worth giving a chance to understanding these girls situation, because in the end, it just can show you what it can show you like what jealousy and projection and judgment is is there to teach you because this is something I talked about with my last guest, Danielle, episode 27, where we're talking about that we can be jealous or angry or upset at people who are successful, but in the end, it's most likely a projection of our own insecurity. And I think that that's hard for some for some people to hear because you don't want to admit that like Your anger towards something or your jealousy of it is maybe actually a deep rooted like insecurity. But in my experience, and like from what I know and what you know, people I know, that when we're jealous and we judge, like it is truly more of an indication of us than it is of the person. And that's the biggest takeaway I think from watching this show is. These negative comments and all the hate they get. Like, I really think it's more representation of the people commenting rather than the people getting commented on. And yes, it's possible they, like, post a cringy video. Like, I've watched plenty of their dance videos and been like, oh, that's, like, cool, but I'm not, like, obsessed with this. But the difference is, like, anyone who goes to the length of posting something mean that's more of an indication of the individual because you are putting out physically for the person to see your negative thought. And here's how I would compare it. Because I think one thing is being like, oh, Bella, like you literally think you've thought that it's cringe, right? Like you've agreed. Okay, sure. Let me put it to you this way. We've all been out to a dinner with friends or family. We're hanging out and we say something like a joke or we like do something and it doesn't land well or we do something physically out in public that would qualify as cringe. Imagine if every single time that was true and you're at dinner people at the dinner table pointed it out every fucking time. Nobody does that people do that but most people don't do that because it's mean and unnecessary and the individual likely already knows that what they did or said or posted or whatever it is, but in the real life example, like what they did was kind of cringe. People are already aware of that. And so to say it to their face, which is the same thing as commenting it on the video, like you wouldn't actually do it. That's the whole point of why people say like, don't read the comments because they're not, people would not say it to your face because the normal behavior of like socializing, you know, there's social awkwardness and like you make a mistake and that's how you learn in the future to not do it again. And so like, yes, sometimes feedback is good, but I think we, we think that writing the comment is like, I I just wouldn't equate, like you can have the thought, like you've, you've been at dinner and had a thought that was like, oh, I don't get what that joke is. Or like, oops, that person like slurped their pasta weird and that's like cringy. But you don't say it out loud. And you can have the thought and that's nothing wrong with that. We have thoughts like we hate on things sometimes in our head. It's a different thing to act it out. And I think that's the difference. It's like why it shows more the people commenting negative things like it's showing more about their character than it is about these girls because like in the end they're just dancing on the internet like literally who gives a shit I can't even hate I'm not actually gonna make the effort to hate on dancing on the internet because I dance on the internet and I post random videos of me dancing in my living room because I think that they're fun and funny and people actually find joy in them like I actually don't think that these girls would be that successful and have that many like followers and traction if it wasn't a form of entertainment and it brought people joy like yes there's some i think like some youtubers and stuff who kind of their whole thing is like being cringe and they're also aware of that like i feel like this youtuber tana mongo or mango or the however you say it i feel like her whole thing is just like being cringe and crazy and that's why people follow it but I think that in most cases, like, you have to provide some form of value and entertainment in order for people to, you know, follow and for it to become successful. So the other thing um, that I thought was interesting and that was an interesting learning, and this is actually something that um, there's this girl in it. Her name's, I think her name's Quinn or Quinn. I think it's Quinn no like said it once and i only saw it spelled on spelled on the thing so i forgot how to pronounce her name i think it's gwen anyway her and this motherfucker little huddy who little huddy just is so i just find him so funny because he's just like the typical pretty boy and like honestly go him like i'm happy for him that he's found his thing in life it's just like kind of adorable the way that he's like I don't know, it's funny. Anyway, this is why like I'm okay hating on the dudes because they don't get as much hate as the girls do and like I don't know, maybe I'm perpetuating like that guys are tougher. Anyway, let me fucking live. Okay. So, they point out this really interesting thing about how why young people who are on social media and which is basically most people have more anxiety. It's because it creates this like third person persona where because we're so used to having cameras and like literally that you are fully aware of the way that you're perceived because you're looking at yourself all the time that it creates this third person observer so now we're like constantly self-aware of what we might sound like or look like or what we're saying how things land if they don't make sense and so it adds this layer of like really bad anxious self-awareness and I thought that was so interesting and it kind of summed it up perfectly that's like even if we're just in a living room and we're not taking videos of ourselves we know that that potential is there like that there could be a camera someone could whip out their phone and start taking a video of you and because we're so used to like hearing ourselves back and seeing videos of ourselves all the time that it makes us hyper aware of everything we're doing which then in turn makes you anxious as fuck because you're sitting there and you're as you're speaking thinking about how does this sound how do I look right now like what are people going to think because we all we we have so much access to what people think because they're commenting and they're liking or they're dming you or whatever right and so like in my own experience like I've tried I have tried to I definitely try to have like a healthy level of self-awareness where it doesn't get crazy but I think part of it is probably informed by the fact that I've literally put like my thoughts in full form in a podcast or like in an Instagram post out on the internet. And most of the feedback is positive and great and people resonate and whatever. But every once in a while, like you get a DM or you get like a comment or whatever that's negative. And thankfully, I think like because I'm older and have like worked on this, that I don't really, that stuff doesn't really get to me anymore because I just frankly don't have, I just don't care not in like a mean way. I just, I'm not going to let that shit get to me. But you know, there are times when it gets to you, right? So it just shows us that this anxiety that young people are feeling and that anybody who uses social media an average amount or more is going to feel this like third person looming anxiety, like someone's always watching. And I think that's really interesting in this age of internet and social media and being able to work online and all these things is like we 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 live in the moment, but we also like relive the moments so many times that we end up scrutinizing over every detail, and that can be really really hurtful to your mental health, for obvious reasons. So the other thing that I thought was interesting that this um, show made me think about is this dynamic of kind of hating on successful people, and we don't think that they deserve it, or because they haven't struggled enough. And which is kind of tied into like this hustle culture and like perpetuating the need to like be on the grind in order to be successful. Which there is some truth to the idea that you obviously have to work hard, you have to put in action, you need to have the mindset, the the determination to be successful to get ahead in life. Like these are things that are part of society, at least in America, in Western society, where most society most economies are set up in a capitalistic way you have to put in work which i think is a good thing in general like i i don't think we should get to a point where you i think communism is bad like i think that's anyway my point is there's this balance where yes there's some need of the hustle you have to work hard i think you know no one would say that it's a good thing to be like a lazy bum who doesn't do anything however i think it gets to an extreme where sometimes in life there is luck and unequal opportunity, let's say, or maybe people just were like right place, right time, which I think is even how Charlie DeMille explains her like success is it just feels like right place, right time, so the interesting thing is people get so mad at it they're like, how come she gets to be so successful and famous and like you know, I've heard people say like, "Oh, Addison Ray, like she's in a movie, but she's not an actress. Like she sucks. Like how come she gets to be in a movie?" To one and on one side of it, I'm like, "Okay, fair. Like maybe we should not, like, put an act actor or actress in a movie who has no talent. Like maybe that's not really quote unquote fair." However, I think that my my like reaction to this is more about as an individual, if you find that you're spending time being jealous and like hating on people who are successful, I think that that is more of an invitation for you to look at how you look at yourself and your perception of whether you are successful or not. And I feel like it can be touchy because it's like, you know, there's people who supposedly work hard and doing, doing all the right things, but they're just like not Making any traction yet. They're not getting there yet, right? Like an actress or an actor who works really hard and has talent supposedly, but like isn't landing gigs. Like, I don't know, hard to, it depends on the situation. But I feel like when we judge other people and try to suggest that they don't deserve the fame or the success or whatever it is, that I don't think we really want to build a world that's like that because. If we want to work towards more equality in a way, not equality of outcome, but equality of opportunity, then I guess what I'm trying to get at, I'm like figuring this um, issue out as I speak. But so I think what I find interesting is like, yes, there's need for hard work. However, if you're hating on someone for being successful, I think it's more likely that you might have like a limiting view or like a jealousy of why you aren't getting there and I'm treading lightly because like I know this is a touchy subject and people you know will cite like difference in opportunity and whatever and oh the Demelios are like these white pretty girls so of course it's successful I get all those opinions I'm trying to get at like this idea that it's think it falls into the category of like dehumanizing people and having a lack of compassion when we're like, fuck these people, they're successful. like I just don't know what positive aspect that adds to the world is what I'm trying to get at. It's like, what does that really do for you to be mad at someone who's successful? like mean, I think that's a practical question is like, all this time you're spending being mad, like why don't, <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going to say it. like, why don't you put that time into your own shit? like figure out what you need to do to have a fulfilling life. Like literally who cares about the other people? It just comes down to comparison. Like, yes, we do it. But if you're going to like simmer in comparison for so long, you're going to, you're stopping yourself from reaching what you want. Right. And we need to, again, remember that like, it's never what it seems like. Clearly the D'Amelios have success and they're honest. They seem like really like they're struggling a lot and like they're thankful for everything that they have and they say that a lot, but they obviously are struggling. So the point is like, it's not what it seems. And sometimes we're so obsessed with figuring out how someone else got it and why they have it and do they deserve it because we want to feel better about our situation. It's like, yeah, maybe right now you haven't figured it all out. Like maybe you still have work to do. Maybe it's an action thing. Maybe it's a, maybe you don't have the opportunity and maybe it's not your fault. Maybe, but maybe you also could make your opportunity and, and work on your own shit before you talk shit about other people's success. I don't know. That's my hot take on that. Um, but yeah, I think it's like a bad habit, a bad practice to have a lack of compassion for people. Even like if we think that they don't deserve, fame and like I'm also talking about people who are like they seem like good people like yes they're on camera maybe when the camera's off like they're absolute fucking demons but that's not what I gathered and that's not I don't think you would gather that either from watching this show and that's the thing is like we're not talking about people who are doing bad things all the time like they're dancing on the internet they're starting clothing brands that are actually pretty fucking sick I might buy some of their sweatpants and they're trying to do good things, like they're hosting shows, they're singing, they're creating art, like these are all things that we need. Entertainment is a no, noble pursuit. Entertainment is a noble, nope, my God, wow, can't speak. Entertainment is a noble pursuit and we need all these things in life. We need the good, the bad, the in between, we need everything. And so by just like hating on people and, and trying to take away their success and their fame and and you know, their deservingness. Like, why would you do that? That's just negative energy. I don't think we should do that. So yeah. Um, that is, those are my thoughts. And, uh, if anyone knows the D'Amelio's, you know, I'm going to send them this episode. (laughs) I just want these girls to know I see them and I honestly, I empathize a lot. I have so much compassion for going through, mental health problems, it's really hard. And I feel like it is important for us to address the effects that poor mental health can have on your life in the same way that positive mental health can also change your life. And so I just really empathize with what they're going through and think that we should put more energy into understanding people versus tearing them down. And yeah, I just think it's fucked up when people are like trying to, you know, you're just, you're removing the humanity from a person when you try to say that they don't deserve things and whatever, like it's. It can be as simple as the golden rule. If you became famous tomorrow and you had all this opportunity and you, or if you worked your ass off and became successful, but on the outside, everyone perceived it as easy. How would you feel if people were like, fuck this bitch. She's just a blah, blah, blah. And she doesn't deserve it. Why is she so sad all the time? She has everything. That would make you feel like shit because people are gaslighting you and not giving you the compassion that that every human deserves. That's what it comes down to. It's all about compassion and we need more of that today because people are at each other's throats all the fucking time and we're mistreating people and we're taking away people's rights because of their health decisions, because of things that they think are the right thing for them. And that's fucked up and I won't be a part of it. So... Yes. I tie it all together. The way that we look at other people who are successful, the way that we look at people who think differently from us, the way that we look at people who have made different health decisions, whether they've decided to sit on a couch their whole entire life and have poor metabolic health, or whether they decide to get a medical treatment or not, we should treat them equally because it's mm-hmm. fucked up to not do that. Period. The end. Mic drop. Ba-boom. Okay. Great. Um, all right. That is it for today. A short and sweet one. I hope you found this interesting. Would love to hear what you think. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, definitely leave a review on Apple Podcasts. helps me out a ton. And if you like the episode, send it to a friend, um, share it on Instagram, you know, email it out, email blast, put in your work, group chat, s- Slack channel thing, spread the word. Okay. Um, that's it I have to go I have to leave for the airport in an hour so and I haven't packed yet so I'm gonna go do that um sending you love sending you abundance and all the good things and I will see you next time bye